The Money Podcast with your hosts, Justin Harrison and David Bester. Money, 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 money. Let's talk about money. Welcome to another episode of The Money Podcast with myself, David Bester, and my co-host, Justin Harrison. In this episode, we are discussing negotiation, and we want to teach you how to negotiate anything like a pro using the hacks and tricks we have built up over decades of negotiating. From lowering your rent to negotiating the best deals on anything, the tips we are about to share with you are guaranteed to help you become a better negotiator. Now, Justin, when it comes to negotiating, most people find it to be a little socially unacceptable to negotiate. Many people find it actually embarrassing. But as you and I both know, being able to negotiate is one of the key things that separates financially successful people from those who are not. So how can people overcome the social conditioning of not negotiating? I think the first thing is that people need to remove the emotion from the process. People need to understand that money is simply an instrument. It is not a reflection of who you are. It is not a reflection of your self-worth. And the moment you can separate yourself from that, it becomes easier to start treating money exactly what it is, which is an instrument. It's a tool. And once you remove that emotion, you can then step into negotiating without feeling this kind of social pressure. And I think this is the big thing that people need to really take away from this is if you remove emotion from any negotiation you start approaching things from a logical perspective and of course if you're using logic the logic is always to negotiate the best deal yes so the best advice i ever got that made a difference to me was to see it like a game you know like a game of chess and you always want to come out the one winning and you also always need to calculate your moves now You need to remember that the person on the other end selling you the item will not sell you the item at a loss. And that's what you need to remember. And once you see it like that, it becomes almost like a challenge, you know. Aside from negotiating better prices or an increase in income, what are some of the things that you have negotiated that would surprise people? (laughs) Well, I think you've known me for a long time and I love to negotiate exactly what you just said in your previous statement. If you treat things like a game, it actually becomes pretty enjoyable. And of course, in all games, you want to have fun, but you also want to win. So I've I've been able to negotiate some really interesting things over the years, probably more than I care to remember. One of the big things is travel. I think you know how I love getting a great deal on travel. We've traveled around the world, been to 70 countries, and obviously we've needed to be pretty smart with our money to do it. The number of times that I've been able to get great travel deals simply by asking for them. I've received upgrades to business class. I've received upgrades to first class. We actually haven't even paid in any money simply by asking. The other big area where I think negotiating has really been a big factor in my life is raising kids. I've learned that if you negotiate with your kids in a very smart way, rather than simply dictating to them, Bring them into the discussion. Bring them into what it is that you want to achieve. And what you can find is that by enabling that sort of behavior with your kids, you make them good negotiators too. So, for example, if you want your kids to do chores, if you want your kids to change behavior patterns, there's always an intelligent way to discipline your kids through negotiating. And obviously, as a parent, you don't want to get held hostage. But with my children in particular, I've found simply by approaching things more from their side than from my side, I've been able to get them to correct behaviors that otherwise probably wouldn't have been possible. And then the other big thing in our house 
that is always a big negotiation is Friday nights we have Monopoly night and my family absolutely hate playing Monopoly with me most of the time because I'm always negotiating. I see it as a real life thing and I'm actually trying to teach my kids about negotiating and teach my kids about money through the process. But I've probably won more Monopoly games when I've been on the back foot just by being a really good negotiator. So, I mean, if I look back on my life, I would say probably the three biggest things where I've had changes in my life because I've been able to negotiate, definitely travel. I've had free hotel stays. I've had incredible things happen to me simply by asking. Definitely the kids factor. And then, as I say, board games in our house. I mean, it's an all-out negotiation every time. Yeah, especially with kids. And it becomes a little bit challenging the younger they get, right? Oh, absolutely. But I think also the the sooner you start teaching your kids to negotiate and think critically, the sooner you start learning how to negotiate from their perspective rather than just being dictatorial, the sooner you'll have a great relationship with your kids. So I think it's a fantastic tool for parenting when it comes to negotiating. Yeah, so some of the stuff that I've recently negotiated as well was my bond repayments. I actually negotiated my interest rate down from what it currently is. Other stuff was also accounting fees, negotiated my accounting fees down, and my car. I actually got a free car warranty on my car because I couldn't get the price down anymore, and they really wanted to sell me the car, so I just negotiated a free warranty in there. I can honestly say I've never walked out of a car dealership paying full price. I've never, ever walked out of any deal paying full price. And simply by asking, you don't have to hammer the other person into a losing position. You just have to ask nicely most of the time. Exactly. And funny thing is, most people are just too scared to ask. I don't know why. I think it's a socially accepted norm that if you ask for a discount or if you ask for a better deal, it's almost as as if you're in a weak position or you're poor. There's this poverty mindset around negotiating, which definitely is incorrect. Most of the billionaires and millionaires out there, the one thing that they're really good at is negotiating better deals. In other words, you feel like a cheapskate. 100%. So what is your biggest negotiation tactic that works most of the time? Yeah, this is probably a little bit controversial, but I go into every negotiation prepared to lose. If you're not prepared to walk away from the deal, then you're probably not in a position to negotiate. The thing is, when you've pre-sold yourself on an item, an idea, the deal that you're wanting to do, you've actually lowered your chances of negotiating. So the first thing I'd say is go in with the mindset that you actually don't really want it, that you actually are prepared to walk away from the deal. I've done this so many times in my life. In fact, my wife gets very, very embarrassed. We often, when we're traveling, we'll go and shop in flea markets and things around the world. It's one of the things we love doing when we travel. And often when we're haggling on prices, especially when you're traveling in Asia and the East, it's an acceptable norm to haggle on prices. And I simply walk away. And in 99% of the cases, the sellers and the vendors will come and give me the price that I'm looking for. And my wife absolutely hates it. She can't stand it. But it's a fantastic negotiating tactic. If you really go into every deal with the mindset that, A, you don't really want it, and B, you're prepared to lose, while you're negotiating off a win-win base. You know, that walking away part, you still taught me that in India, remember? I do. Another thing that works for me is always knowing my worst case scenario. So for instance, let's assume I want to buy something for 150 bucks, but I have looked around, I've been to other shops and I've been online and I know the best price I can get that thing is for 100 bucks. Then when I negotiate, I know that my worst case is 100 bucks, right? So I can negotiate as much as I want. I can walk away because I know my worst case is 100 bucks. So anything you can get below 100 bucks is a win for you. Otherwise, you just walk away. 
Another great saying that one of my mentors taught me early on in business said, if your first offer doesn't embarrass you, it's probably not low enough. Oh, I hear that from you every single month. (laughs) (laughs) So what negotiation tactic works best for you when you want to increase your income, be it through a salary increase or perhaps through your own business if you are self-employed? Well, that's a really good question because unlike negotiating a decrease in price or a decrease in value, you're actually negotiating an increase in value. So the first thing you need to know is what we call your USP. What is your unique selling proposition? What is the thing that puts you in a position of strength? So it's really, really important to understand the value that you're bringing to the transaction. And whether you are negotiating money up or you're negotiating money down, it really comes down to the value of the transaction. So if you know you're bringing value to a transaction, that is normally your starting point. The problem is most people go into negotiation not really knowing what their unique value is. So let's say, for example, you're a salaried employee and you're looking to get an increase from your employer. Most people will go there on the basis that I've worked here for so long, etc., etc., etc. What you need to do is you need to go there on the basis of this is what I've provided, this is what I can continue to provide, and perhaps there's other opportunities out there. Always concentrate on the value that you can provide. I think that is great advice. And I always say that the numbers don't lie. If you can prove to your employer that you generated X amount for the company, but you were only paid X amount, then the numbers will basically give you the leverage. Or if you can save them money, same as if you're in your own business and you've got clients. If you can save them money or make them more money, that increases your value. And that's your negotiating starting point. Yes, exactly. Now, what negotiation tactic works best for lowering prices and paying less for items in general? I would say probably the biggest thing is to do your homework. And you mentioned this earlier, before you go to purchase something, make sure that you know what the competitive prices are. Make sure you know what the competitive products and services are. Really go in there and do your homework. Simply going in and trying to get a lower price probably isn't going to work. But if you shop around, if you get three or four competitive quotes, if you make sure you know what other people's standard of work is like, Go and do your homework. That gives you a huge, huge tool to start negotiating with. And I would say probably this is one of the reasons why most people don't successfully get good deals because they haven't gone and done their homework. Exactly. And like you have said before, if you don't ask, you will never get. So don't be shy. Just ask. I mean, you've got absolutely nothing to lose. I think the the best thing that I also learned when it comes to negotiation is what you said earlier and what you taught me in India was to walk away and it works every single time when you walk away and that person doesn't come after you you know that you've squeezed him as much as you can absolutely and i think that's another point i just want to maybe end off on is saying that you know you don't want to hammer the other person into a position where they feel like they've lost you need to arrive at a mutual understanding but at the end of the day a mutual understanding is normally a midway point if you can find that midway point then both people are going to walk out of the transaction feeling like they've won Exactly. I mean, it's a win-win. You don't want to feel like you are bullying someone into it, right? It's like what I said earlier. You need to remember that this person or that person will never sell you that item at a loss. There will always be some kind of profit for them at the end of the day. But you are actually still helping them by removing that item from his inventory. Absolutely. Negotiating is about finding mutual value. It's not simply about hammering the opposition party into a losing position. A good negotiation leaves both parties satisfied with the deal. To summarize, here are our top tips for negotiating like a pro. Remove the emotion and treat money like a tool. Be prepared to walk away from any negotiation. Be prepared to not always win in a negotiation. 
Always be patient and let the other party counter offer. Always try to find the mutual ground. Do your research, know your value in the transaction, and last but not least, always be prepared to negotiate. In the next episode of the Money Podcast, we are going to teach you how to drastically increase your credit score and reveal exactly why you need to be doing this immediately. You need to listen to this episode because what we are about to share in the next episode is nothing short of life-changing when it comes to your money situation. In the meantime, if you would like to connect with us directly, please visit our YouTube channel and Facebook page. You've been listening to The Money Podcast. To get access to our future episodes, please subscribe to our podcast via your podcast app. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel, Global Money Academy.